Let's take our Bibles, turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We've been working through this book really all summer and uh, glad that we can be talking about tonight about what it means to be a child of the light or children of light. Last week we started off in this chapter as we focused on the coming day of the Lord. The Lord is coming back and there is the day coming where there's great blessings for those who are believers in Christ, but there's also great judgment coming for those who are not His children. And here in this passage of Scripture, we have for us a description or a comparison of the children of light versus the children of the dark. And He tells us how we are to be living as a child of the light. You know, if you join a sports team, you generally get a jersey or some kind of uniform that signifies that you're part of that team. If you join a company, you generally get a company email address or maybe even a shirt with your name on it or something to identify you with that particular organization that you are part of. And here in, in 1 Thessalonians 5, we're going to focus on verses 4 through 8. We have described for us what a child of the light ought to look like and how they should live. Let's read our text, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 4 through 8. The Bible says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day, this is the day of the Lord, should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation." Clearly in this passage of Scripture, there is the idea of readiness, of being properly prepared. I want to take you to a couple of other passages of Scripture just to help us think about this idea of being prepared or being a child of the light. A very familiar story that Jesus told in Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13, there was a story that He told of ten virgins, these ten women who were getting ready for a wedding. The Bible says in verse 1 of Matthew 25, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Now, if we stopped right there, who do you think the five wise would be called? Would they be the children of light or the children of darkness? Well, they're the children of light. They're the ones who were prepared. They were wise. And the Bible says, they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, there was a cry made. The Lord's return often will, He says He will come like a thief in the night. 1 Thessalonians 5 tells us that when people do not expect it. He said, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet them. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. 
But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to, the, to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready, they that were ready went in with them to the marriage, and the door was shut. Those that were ready went in, and that was it. Nobody else got in. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Paul wrote in his letter to the Ephesian church in Ephesians 5, verses 8 through 11, a few more verses that speak to this same idea of walking in light and being a child of the light. He says, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. And he gives them this command, Walk as children of light. So because of who you are in Christ, because you are a child of the light, you are to walk in that light. For the fruit of the Spirit, he says, is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. This last verse may be very familiar to you, Matthew 5 and verse 16. If you know it, let's say it together. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Children of light have the hope of eternal life. The day of the Lord that is talked about here in 1 Thessalonians 5, it will not be a surprise or should not be a surprise to the child of the light. In fact, when that day comes, when the judgment comes, when the blessing comes, the child of light will already be with the Lord. We looked at that last week. They will not be overtaken as a thief. That's what we saw in verse 4. So a question we should consider for ourselves together tonight is this. Are you a believer in Christ? Are you a child of God? Are you a child of the light as he talks about here? If so, if you are a child of the light, then these verses tell us how we should live. Recently, a couple of weeks ago, my wife's parents came for a visit. And some of you saw them. They were here with us in the service. And at our house, you probably have a similar way of doing things when people come to visit at your house. There were lots of preparations made. Lots of housework got done. Uh, lots of um, yard work got done. Lots of piano practice got done because we want to be able to show Grandma our new piano pieces that we've learned. Lots of uh, special items and things were taken out of their special places and prepared in readiness to show Grandpa our special things that are precious to us. Uh, lots of preparations were made by everybody in the house, different kinds, and mothers and fathers, if you're preparing for somebody special to come and you have your children that are little, sometimes they're undoing what you're doing as fast as you can do it, and it's quite a hectic time at the house of preparation. I remember when I was little and my grandma would come to visit in our front yard here in Houston, we had a big magnolia tree, and we would climb that magnolia tree 
And we get up as high as we could in that tree and we would watch for her to come around the corner of our street from the top of that magnolia tree. We were very excited to come. Of course, we were really prepared to look out for her, but we didn't always think through that by the time she got to the driveway, it was going to take us quite a while to get down from the top of the tree to greet her. But it was so exciting to see her from the top of the tree. I remember even as a really tiny fellow, probably three, four years old, when somebody special would come over to the house, I'd be so excited, I would hide behind the couch. Anybody else do something like that? Because I was just so excited to see him. I'd hide behind the couch and I'd come jumping out because I was so excited to see them. When a child or even an adult is expecting somebody else to come, they live in a particular way. They live in a way that is expectant of that one who is to come. And here in 1 Thessalonians 5, we have described for us how we as believers in Christ today, as children of light, ought to be living expectantly or in preparation for the day of the Lord. And he makes the point very clearly here. We are not to live as a child of the darkness. Rather, we are to live as a child of the light. So what does that look like? How does this child of the light live? Well, let's look back in 1 Thessalonians 5. He says in verse number 6, Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Let us not sleep, he says. So if you're taking notes tonight, I wrote this, point number one, a child of the light is awake. They're awake. In other words, the day of the Lord is something he is or she is expecting. We saw that already in verses four and five. Ye brethren are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. So a child of the light is awake. Just like when you're excited for somebody to come over to your house, you're not sleeping. No, you're awake in readiness for them to come. You don't sleep when something exciting is about to take place. So for a child of the light, what does that look like? Well, don't sleep on your relationship with God. Don't sleep on your walk with Him. Don't sleep on your confession of sin. Don't sleep on your daily communication with the Lord. Why? Because the child of the light is, is awake. They are expectant. And because of that, they're living in a way that is awake to what is going on around them. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus and he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And he says, Because of those things, we are to take unto ourselves or we are to put on the whole armor of God. In just a minute, we'll see how once again, he uses that illustration of a soldier being ready here in 1 Thessalonians 5. 
But if we're going to be a child of the light, then we have to be awake to the reality of God's soon return, but also awake to the struggle and the difficulty of the world around us. And we have to be awake to the Word of God and to the Spirit of God speaking to us. Remember when Elijah ran from Jezebel and he was so afraid because she had promised to kill him. And he was out hiding out in the wilderness from her and, and God came to him when he was in this cave and, and God came and the Bible says he came and spoke to him in a still, small voice. He didn't come in the whirlwind. He didn't come in the fire. He didn't come in any of these loud, uh, bombastic ways. No, he came and he spoke to him in a still, small voice. If we're going to live as a child of the light, we have to be awake to the Lord's return. So he gives us this example. He said, let us not sleep as do others. Look down at verse 7. He says, for they that sleep, sleep in the night. They're not expecting anything to come. When does the Lord come? He says he comes like a thief in the night. So it doesn't mean that he will come when it's dark outside. But he's just saying in the same way a thief comes in unawares, so too the Lord will return and many will not be ready. So he says we as children of light ought to be awake. We need to be awake to the return of the Lord. The second thing we see about a children or a child of the light is that a child of the light, this goes right along with being awake, he's alert. He's alert. He's alert. And he uses a term here, I think, that helps us to understand that. Not only does he say not to sleep, verse 6, he says, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch. That's being awake. And then he says, let us be sober. That's being alert. Being alert. And then he describes this idea of sobriety in comparison with drunkenness. And we can understand that even in our world today, right? There's a difference between someone who's sober and somebody who's drunk. Somebody who's sober can think clearly. They're alert. They are able to focus. Somebody who is drunk is controlled by some foreign substance that they put into their body. Therefore, they're easily distracted. They're not self-controlled. They are controlled by something else. And the second descriptor of a child of the light is one who is alert, one who is sober. One who is sober. I wonder, as you walk through your day, are you living a sober-minded life? This isn't just saying, well, don't drink alcohol, even though we could probably infer that he's at least saying we shouldn't be controlled by things that are going to cause our minds to stray. But it's not just alcohol that's the problem here. It's anything that we would allow into our life, anything that would allow, we'd allow into our minds that becomes a distraction that keeps us from being alert to the Lord's return. In a moment, we'll see how he describes a soldier and his preparedness. But I think even in these verses, we have a picture of somebody who's like a watchman on the wall. If the watchman goes to sleep or if the watchman is awake, but he's distracted and he's not alert, that watchman doesn't do any good with the when the enemy shows up. No, the watchman, a good watchman is both awake and he is alert. He's not distracted by other things. 
It often happens this way. And I think many Christians might find themselves falling into this trap. They're doing whatever they can just to sort of stay awake, but they've just distracted themselves with the things of this world and the things around them. And so because of that, they're not living like a child of the light. They're living in drunkenness, if you will, just sort of turning their brain off and turning their spirit off to the things of the Lord. Child of the light is awake. Child of the light is alert. I think as well, he gives us a third thing that the child of the light does. Notice in verse 8, he says, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. I wrote it this way, and you might describe it differently, but I said a child of the light is dressed and ready. He's dressed and ready. This is, I was thinking again about grandma coming over to visit, right? The grandkids, they're, they're awake, they're alert, they're focused, they're watching out the window. They're not distracted by a million other things. They're excited for that person that's coming to visit, but they're dressed and ready. Now, with a little kid, you know, they may not be dressed in matching clothes. They may be a mess, but they're, they're as ready and prepared as they know how to be. And I think in the same way, he's giving us the example here of how a soldier is prepared for battle. He gives two different articles of clothing, more specifically items of armor that this soldier would have on. First is the breastplate. The breastplate. He says putting on the breastplate of faith and love, faith and love. So we must put on this breastplate of faith, faith. Well, we know that we first do that as we trust in Christ by faith. But he's not speaking here to lost people primarily. He's speaking to those who are children of the light. So not only must we trust Christ by faith for salvation, we must also trust Him by faith to continue to walk with Him each and every day of our life. That would bring to mind what we talked about this past Sunday, that faith which works or which is obedient faith, faith that is willing to obey God at His Word, faith that is willing to Fix our eyes upon Jesus, as Hebrews 12 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, of our faith. This breastplate is made up of faith and, he says, love, love. Romans 8 tells us towards the end of that chapter, nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. He says the height or depth any such thing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from God's love. So we must put on this breastplate of faith and love, but also we must put on the helmet of salvation. But I like how he says it here, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Salvation gives us hope, doesn't it? Why does it give us hope? It gives us hope because salvation forgives us of our sin but it also gives us hope for eternal life. It gives us hope that our sins are forgiven, and it gives us hope that we have an eternal home in heaven. Our faith gives us eyes to see when the world is dark and cloudy. It protects us from the unseen powers around us as we walk hand in hand by faith with our Almighty Father. Love 
the faith and love. Love gives us encouragement and comfort in the times of bleak despair. When you feel forsaken, God's love reminds you that you have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. God's love will never let us go. In fact, nothing can separate us from God's love. A love that would cause Him to go to Calvary to pay for my sin and your sin is a love that can be trusted to protect us and to keep us even in the worst times of trouble. And that hope of salvation, it's the knowledge that our hope is not in what we have done, but it's in His saving work for our sin upon the cross. When Jesus died on the cross for my sin, He paid the penalty that I could not pay. And He offered me and you the gift of eternal life. And His resurrection, it gives me the confident assurance that this world is not my home. That just as Jesus rose again and ascended up to the right hand of God the Father, so too, even if in this life this body dies, we will live in the resurrection with Jesus Christ. That's hope. So a child of the light, he's awake, he's alert, and he's dressed and ready. He's put on the breastplate of faith and love, and he's put on the helmet of hope. Now, a soldier, when he goes out to battle, that breastplate's really important if he's fighting in the old days because a lot of arrows flying, a lot of swords and spears. So that breastplate protected his vital organs around his chest, protected his heart, protected his lungs, was that which could push through all kinds of enemy arrows and darts and rocks and whatever's flying. That breastplate is there to protect the heart, that helmet, Incredibly important for the soldier who's fighting in those days because it protects his head. It protects that which is his seat of thinking and reason, his ability to decide and to determine what he should do in a particular situation. And the scripture tells us if we're a child of the light, we need to make sure that we have our armor on, that we're prepared, that we're protected, that we're alert, that we're awake, that we are ready for what we may face each and every day. I want to sing a song as we finish up our time of Bible study tonight. I've asked Brother Mike to play the piano for me as I sing A Child of the King. I think this speaks to what we're talking about tonight. My Father is rich in houses and lands he holdeth the wealth of the world in his hands of rubies and diamonds of silver and gold his coffers are full he has riches untold I'm a child of the King, a child of the King, with Jesus my Savior, I'm a child of the King. My Father's own Son, the Savior of men, 
once wandered on earth as the poorest of them. But now he is reigning forever on high, and he'll give me a home in heaven by and by. I'm a child of the King, a child of the King with Jesus my Savior. I'm a child of the King. On this third verse, I want you to think about, because it's talking about where we were before we were a child of the King. Listen as I sing. I once was an outcast, a stranger on earth, a sinner by choice and an alien by birth. But I've been adopted, my name's written down, an heir to a mansion, a robe and a crown. I'm a child of the King, a child of the King, with Jesus my Savior, I'm a child of the King. A tent or a cottage, why should I care? They're built a palace for me over there though exiled from home yet still will I sing all glory to God I'm a child of the King I'm a child of the King a child of the King, with Jesus my Savior, I'm a child of the King. I wonder, as a child of the King, do we live like it as a child of of the light. Father, we thank you for your word and the truth that guides us. These are not complicated things. Every kid know what it, knows what it means to be awake, to be alert, to be dressed and ready to go. But I think sometimes in the middle of, the, of life and all the things going on around us, we forget some of these simple truths. Lord, that each and every day we can live in light of your return, in light of the day of the Lord, we can be prepared and ready. Lord, there's a world around us that needs the light, the light of the world that is Jesus. I pray that we would live as children of the light so that the light that you have shown in our hearts would shine abroad to others as well. 
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.